Good afternoon. You're listening to KYRS. The program is Praxis. I'm your host, Taylor, and today I am live in the studio um, talking about an issue I've been wanting to talk about on the show. Now the timing is perfect. Uh, I'm here with Austin. He's a member of UFCW 21, United Food and Commercial Workers, um, part of uh, who have authorized to strike at Providence Mm -hmm. across the state. I believe, Providence-owned facilities, as have the Washington State Nurses Association. So uh, we're Mm -hmm. here to talk about those potential strikes and everything going on. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess we can just start. Can you just kind of introduce yourself? What's your job? How long have you been at Providence, a member um, of the union? Kind of how... How did you come to be here today? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, started at Providence Sacred Heart uh, a little less than three years ago now, um, and I started getting involved with the union uh, about a year into working at Sacred Heart. Uh, became a shop steward in my department and started really um, getting to know my contract and what it means to be a union member. Um, and then November of last year, um, I was asked to be on the negotiating team for Sacred Heart, which was a pretty cool thing to do. <laughs> um, so we've been in bargaining for 12 months now, um, and it's been it's been not going very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that something, I mean, had you been involved in, in a union of any kind before? Oh, gosh. Um, no, actually... Uh, prior to working at Sacred Heart, I'd never even, I didn't even know what a union was, honestly. Um, I'd heard of like teachers going out on strike, but I'd never really known what it was to be in a union and what like um, protections you have and rights you have as being a union member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's not something that we get a lot of no. education about, mm-hmm. certainly formally or um, in our workplaces. Yeah, you know, most workplaces uh, in the time we're in now aren't really encouraging you to. Yeah, that is to, to organize. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I guess if you can just tell folks who aren't familiar, there's been some good news coverage, but um, I think even just hearing that this bargaining started a year ago, mm-hmm. um, can you just kind of paint the picture of what what that story was, what you expected going in, and and how we got to this point um, of? So honestly, going in, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I had never you know, obviously never been a part of union. So I had no idea what a bargaining meant, um, for me personally and for our members. Um, and then from hearing what it was like, uh, previous bargainings, um, uh, three years ago and six years before and such, so on, um, it had never gotten to this point or even anywhere near this point for UFCW 21, um, at least in the healthcare, um, for Sacred Heart. Um, so getting getting to where we're at now with authorizing our strike votes um, was a huge leap from anything that even um, our members prior had done. Uh, Sacred Heart, I think the most they'd ever done before was a sticker up, you know, mm-hmm. handing out stickers or buttons. They'd never done petitions, never done rallies. Um, so it was a first for everybody, um, including myself at Sacred Heart. Uh, so that was uh, really cool to see um, how everybody stepped up. Um, and got to the point that we're at now to authorize a strike. Um, and it's it's not been reciprocated very well by Providence. <laughs> They've been doing a lot of things to uh, try and break the union, try and break down our membership, uh, scare tactics. Um, a lot, uh, I've heard from members, you know, some of them are saying that they're going to get, Providence has said that they're going to replace them or fire them if they try to go out on strike. Um, they've been trying to get them against the union by saying that the union is going to fine you 
$10,000 from one person said uh, if they crossed the line, uh, which is not true at all. <laughs> I don't not. think that's possible. I um, don't think. So in, in our bylaws, it says that the union is able to find them if they so choose, but we have chosen not to go that route mm-hmm. because, you know, it's, it's their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't feel like uh, punishing people for enacting their rights should be a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the, the hospital, I mean, the administration of Providence, it's it's also illegal for them to retaliate. It is. Is my understanding. Um, it is, and we have filed unfair labor practice charges on Providence, um, actually Providence-wide because of the things that they've been doing, um, implementing scare tactics, a whole slew of different things. Wow. But yeah. so despite all of that, I mean, I'm just looking at on one of your, one of the press releases from UFCW, I mean, across all of the eight sites, seven sites, think, it's yeah. it's over 97% mm-hmm. voted mm-hmm. Um, against the offer, which is, that's pretty... Yeah, it was it was huge. Um, it, it was definitely, Providence went in thinking that our membership would, you know, enjoy the, the proposals that they had put across. Um, and to see that overwhelming majority say, no, this is a terrible deal, we don't want this, um, was really cool to see. Yeah. So I guess that's a good segue into like what what is the deal they put for? What is so bad about oh, the deal? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> the one of the big things that they've put across that has um, been a real detriment to our employees is right now at Sacred Heart, we have our paid time off and our extended illness time, um, which is an accrued benefit that we've earned um, to help pay if we're out sick um, for the extended illness time. And they're wanting to say that um, they want to take that away and replace it with what the state is bringing in in 2020, which is a short-term disability plan. Um, It only covers partial wages up to a little over 60%, 65% of your wage. Um, And then after that, you can use your paid time off, your vacation time to supplement that if you're sick, Um, which right now with your extended illness time, it covers you at 100%. Uh, so it's a it's a really big money grab for them. Um, and in addition, the short-term disability plan is paid by our taxpayers. It's not paid mm-hmm. um, in large by Providence. Um, so well, and would a short-term disability plan would that cover like the illness of a family member or um, like a dependent? No, or? with Providence, is it's only covering yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, your extended illness time it covers yourself, any dependents, um, spouse. Uh, I believe it even goes as far as like parents and grandparents, mm-hmm. um, possibly grandparents. I'm not sure about that. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't just cover yourself. It covers everybody that's around you that could get sick. Um, and with their proposal, it only covers yourself. So if your kid breaks a leg, you either take your vacation time or you don't go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or you pay for childcare <laughs> exactly. for your sick yeah. kid, <laughs> which is not uh, compensated either. So, so that's the main, and is that, so that's across the board, mm-hmm. hence the unification between mm-hmm. the nurses and the UFCW mm-hmm. members. Yep. Are there any, are there other employees who aren't covered by those two nets um, within the y- Providence umbrella? Yes. So there are some at Sacred Heart, like our security um, workers, they're not unionized. So they've already actually lost their extended all this time and they're on this plan now. So. Um, it's, it really sucks for them, but you know, we, we can only fight for our members at this point right now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what, I mean, so is the proposal on the table from, from UFCW to retain the previous plan or are there other things Um, that 
are so, wanted. Yeah. So right now our proposals are to keep what we have right now. Um, we have thrown around ideas, but um, as of right now, we're, we're holding that line of, you know, we, we need to keep our extended loan this time. We need to at least keep something to where we are not losing half of a paycheck at the end of the day when we're out sick. Cause a lot of our people are making minimum wage or barely above minimum wage. So they, they can't afford to make their house payments and their bills on half of a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's some language specifically in the nurse's statement, but it totally applies if you're mm -hmm. in a hospital delivering mm -hmm. food, preparing food. It's a high risk mm -hmm. workplace. I it mean, is. Yeah. You're and inherently surrounded mm -hmm. by sickness. Yes. Um, and I mean, so even the, uh, along with the nurses, like all of our nursing assistants and even transporters and um, registrars, food workers, we're all at a very high risk of, you know, a lot of us are getting, you know, bit, slapped, punched, kicked, you know, getting physically assaulted by patients on a daily basis um which you know is a lot of them are you know either um not not coherent enough to know what's going on or some of them have mental disabilities that are causing them to lash out so but it's still it's it's no um it's it's nothing against like our we we shouldn't have to take our vacation time out because something happened at work you know mm -hmm. Yeah, and just in general, and to in think general. about yeah. making minimum wage and having mm -hmm. that be part of your job also. Yeah. Like kind of the less seen um, parts of yeah. of the job. And then there's also some stuff in here about um, staffing levels. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak to um, that at all? I know. Yeah, so uh, all over the hospital, everywhere, it's it's we're experiencing short staffing on a really high level. Um, some Sometimes we're down in the food nutrition department from my experience we're down sometimes 12 you know positions in, out in the um, kitchen which we you can barely run a kitchen on such low staff I mean it's it's terrible and it's across this across the hospital you know and we're trying to get some more language in the contract so that we can have a little bit more power and say in what those staffing levels are so we can hold Providence accountable for that so that we are able to get the staffing that we need so that people can one get time off you know because they need a break from working at a hospital which it's a very very hard to do mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not an easy job um to get time off and also to make sure that we have enough staffing to take care of the patients and the high high workload that we have to um, be able to make sure that our patients are safe mm -hmm. yeah and so my impression i mean i i know providence because i live here uh and i've had family members work for them over the years etc um what is my impression is that the company has really grown right yeah. across the state mm -hmm. um what does that look like i mean i'm sure i'm assuming that their justification for these cuts is because they can't afford oh, to expand <laughs> it um can you speak to that at all um yeah so i mean they're they used to be operated and they're still trying to hide behind this that you know the sisters of providence used to own these hospitals you know they're catholic um and really for the people you know for the vulnerable and sick um but now it, it's it's not like that anymore it's now it's providence as a corporation they're this huge corporate conglomerate that are making you know billions of dollars a year um and their CEOs are making their Rod Hockman, their CEO um, made over $10 million in last year or even two years ago, I think. Um, and so they're then saying that they're barely breaking minimum uh, is, is just a lie in all honesty. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the number I saw was like three to five million a day mm-hmm. in profit for mm-hmm. the company. Um, yeah, they're making millions and billions mm-hmm. of dollars. Yeah. And that's profit. I mean, for <laughs> yes, profit it, <laughs> hospitals, but that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah. And they're also claiming they're a non for profit. Yeah. 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 So where does that all go? Um, <laughs> it goes up, up yeah. to the CEOs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else? Um, I guess the the nurses are on this as well. What's that like uh, with the two unions working together? Oh, gosh. Um, it's It's been amazing, actually. Um, I have not obviously been here long enough to see what it was like before. But from what I've heard, um, it was always the nurses on one side and UFCW on the other side. Um, and you know, we'd have our separate contracts, but they would never coincide. We'd never work together. It was always just two separate entities. Um, and with this, uh, this campaign that we've had, it's really brought us together, not just as, um, working together on this campaign, but I think it's also helped bring us together as a, as a hospital. Um, we're really, um, getting a lot closer as being more more just one unit as a hospital instead of these two separate entities. So it's been really cool to see that. Yeah. Um, so what's next? I mean, the the strikes the strike is authorized, but is not happening yet as of now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the um, timeline? And- yeah. So part part of the reason that it's you know taking the time that it is is because we have these three huge unions that are all trying to work together to you know make these these timelines and make these ends meet um so it's really hard to get all of that coordinated on an upper level but also um since we've authorized our strike we do have to bargain in good faith so we are going back to the table actually tomorrow for sacred heart um to try and see if we can make some sort of movement so that we don't have to go out because at the end of the day we don't want to go on strike because it, it would be huge, a huge um, crisis across the state for healthcare. Um, but, you know, if we, if we at the end of the day, can't make our workers safe and have, you know, uh, equitable, ben- equitable benefits, then we can't accurate, or we can't, um, you know, provide for our patients in the way that we need to. So we, this, this is something that we have to, we have to take action for now. Yeah. So what are the, also, you said three three unions, and I feel like I've mm-hmm. left someone out. Um, <laughs> yes, SCIU, and oh, I believe okay. actually OPIU um, was in it as well. Awesome. Um, yeah. I just want to make sure everyone gets their <laughs> yep. gets their shout out. Yeah. Um, so, what are when you go in tomorrow, uh, and are the are the issues different site by site across the state, um, or is it kind of a unified? So, so what's unifying us mostly is the short term disability plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks slightly different depending on the site because some places have different benefits right now than other places. Um, but that is kind of the one big thing that's going on. Um, and so site to site, there are other small things differently. Um, like ours, we're trying to get um, a little bit different scheduling language in our contract because um, some of our uh, departments are um, not scheduled the way that the rest of the hospital is. Um and it kind of affects that department specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are smaller things that are s- department or um, bargaining unit specific, but the big, big issue is this um, short-term disability and the safe staffing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so what would they have to do tomorrow? What would the, in, in the case <laughs> of Sacred Heart, what mm-hmm. do they have to agree to tomorrow to avoid um, 
the strike or to continue the conversation. So I don't, obviously I don't think that we're going to reach an agreement tomorrow. I'm that, that would be a (laughs) me dreaming of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, just seeing some sort of movement so that we can say, you know, we're actually back at the table and we're actually, you know, bargaining in good faith and making an effort to reach an agreement instead of what's been happening now is them just, you know, throwing small stuff and, you know, still just trying to get us to do as many takeaways as possible um, so that they can make as much money as they possibly can. Um, So we just want them to get back to the table so that we can make some actual progress. Yeah. And um, I guess for people who are out there listening um, who aren't members of these specific Mm -hmm. unions, who aren't directly involved, what does it look like in this phase for like community support from outside? Um, We've had a lot of community support. So um, I actually have been going to different um, local unions um, and talking to them about what's been going on, how it'll affect them. And I've been getting so much support from all of them. They're all ready to, you know, do whatever they need to, to help. They're all ready to walk the line if need be. Um, and same with other community organizations. Um, we've reached out to a lot of, uh, labor friendly organizations, um, different, um, nonprofits, different, um, actually faith networks, um, are, we're going to talking to them and they're very supportive of this, um, wanting us to make sure that we're taken care of. Um, because if we're not taken care of, we can't take care of the patients, which are the community. So, um, we really do have a lot of community support. Yeah. And what, what can people do? I mean, you mentioned Mm -hmm. what some of the unions might do Mm -hmm. if people want to reach out and support, particularly if a strike does go into effect, Mm -hmm. what is most useful from folks? Um, I mean, just being educated, honestly. Um, so a lot of a lot of the asks are a lot more for like um, organizations and stuff like that but even just community if you're someone that's concerned about what providence is doing just make sure you're educated make sure you know what the facts are and don't just listen to um, what providence is putting out mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then even you know taking it up and going to um, some of the meetings and stuff like that would be really cool yeah and where can people find that information yeah um at any of either of our um, websites either wsna has a good website or ufcw 21 um all have good information on what you can do um different links um i know we had a link out that was um or wsna does that's uh um, a shout out to rod hawkman to tell him to you know step up his game (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah is he is he the ceo of like providence the, the believe, whole company yes, yes. okay yeah just making sure <laughs> and then i'm sure there's on down mm-hmm, to the local mm-hmm. management at mm-hmm. each at each location wow well uh if you're just joining us i'm talking with austin he is a member of ufcw 21 um who have voted almost unanimously to authorize a strike uh, at all of these providence <laughs> hospitals across the state and um yeah we're talking about that struggle back into bargaining tomorrow mm-hmm. at sacred heart um if you're just joining us you're listening to praxis on kyrs thinner community radio if you missed any part of the beginning of this interview and you'd like to hear it i will podcast it later this evening and you can find that by searching praxis p-r-a-x-i-s on any of your beloved podcasting platforms or you can go directly to kyrs.org slash show slash praxis so 
yeah, that's the spiel uh, for in between. <laughs> but um, so I guess this is kind of like zooming out a little bit from this specific strike. Um, obviously, unions have taken a big hit in this country in the last, <laughs> I don't know, 40 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, membership is really down, especially among younger people. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just assume you <laughs> fall into younger people. <laughs> yeah. um, what, I don't know, what is this experience, I guess, taught you about that? And I don't know, has it given you like hope for making change in a workplace setting? Oh, yes. Um, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, really just realizing that you have a voice in a union has um, really helped me, you know, specifically. Um, I, I would never have thought to have been able to stand up to, you know, Providence three years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then realizing that the union really does give you that power, um, especially in numbers. I mean, it's it's really it's really cool to to um, be part of this, um, be part of this huge movement that's, um, you know, going to hopefully um, affect, you know, thousands and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people if we if it goes through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who else um, locally is part of UFCW? Um, saying that right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so UFCW 21, we, re- we represent on this side locally um, just Holy Family and Sacred Heart. Um, and also we represent some smaller hospitals um, like down in the Tri-Cities and Walla Walla mm-hmm. up in um, a couple other smaller communities. Um, but yeah, locally in Spokane, it's just Holy Family and Sacred Heart. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a broader... Um, and we also... Over on the west side, over in like Seattle area, we represent some grocery workers and retail workers as well. Okay, mm-hmm. that was yeah. And healthcare, yeah. Yeah, um, there's been I've had a few guests on in the past, kind of starting small, uh, uni- like fast food mm-hmm. workers unions and mm-hmm. things like that, and it's it's really interesting to think about like the, the process, like either getting into one of the big ones or starting mm-hmm. your own. And yeah. um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if you'd have any thought on that for people listening who maybe aren't um, yeah actually i went to um what's it uh just started up recently it's called the dorothy day labor forum uh this nice old couple started it just to um have conversations about different things i actually was able to um go to one of the meetings and um be their special guest for the night and talk about my um my experience in our campaign and what's going on um, and so during that one, these two, um, kids from Gonzaga actually, um, came up and talked to me and they were wanting to, uh, organize the cafeteria workers there. Um, so that was, that was really cool to be able to, you know, get them in touch with people that I knew so that they could have a voice, you know, over at Gonzaga and, you know, other, cause these cafeteria workers they were talking were, you know, just very demoralized they're treated like second-class citizens i mean mm-hmm. um same some a lot of the stuff that we've experienced here at sacred heart um so it was really cool to um get them in touch and hopefully get them up the ball rolling to become a union so that they're treated fairly as well mm-hmm. yeah and having with a i have a service industry background to say <laughs> the least and uh i think a big part of it is uh being treated as replaceable mm-hmm. yes um so I guess how does that dynamic play into into calling a strike and authorizing a strike when I'm sure 
I mean, a common intimidation thing is mm-hmm. posting job, mm-hmm. putting job postings up, yep. um, doing things that, like that. That has been a, a big, a big scare tactic by Providence is saying that, you know, we're, we're just going to lock you out. We're going to fire you. We're going to replace you. Um, and really the thing that's been helping us um, is, you know, just showing them the loss and the, um, uh, like the National Labor Relations Board and the National Labor Relations Act that protects their jobs in in the event of a strike um which we we are filing for an unfair labor strike um so it comes with a lot more uh protections than an economic strike does Mm -hmm. so they you know they can't lock us out they can't replace our jobs um when we're ready to come back uh so that has been really really good to help keep uh morals up and keep the um you know, the scared workers, um, to make them feel that they're a lot more safe than they would normally be in a non-union position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, what's really cool about this specific, um, strike and, so, and what you were talking about in the first half around the unity in the hospital mm-hmm. is that I think it's really powerful. It's one thing. I know hospitals can be very stratified. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for, for the nurses to walk, but for everyone to get mm-hmm. together and say like, if no one's making the food, no one's eating <laughs> exactly, in this yeah. hospital. Yeah. Um, you know, if no one's transporting patients, they're not moving. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really, it's really mm-hmm. great to hear. Um, I was going to ask you about, it was about disposability, myths about workers. Oh, so if they do bring in temporary workers, mm-hmm. what you were saying with the unfair labor filing is that they can't then retain mm-hmm. those temporary workers. Is there any effort to communi- to reach out to potential temporary workers to ask them not to cross the line? Or um, what does that look like? I think like? that it's less about that because, I mean, if it were even if it were just Sacred Heart, it would be hard for them to staff that many people. But it being on this huge of a scale, there's there's no way that Providence can staff you know, 15, 20,000 employees walking out on the same day, which is what our plan is. Um, so I, I don't think we're too worried about that at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it, it's always a scare tactic. They've, and they, they put up job postings for scabs, um, which are the re- temporary replacement workers for people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they put up uh, job postings for those people to come in and replace us for five days. Cause they said they're going to lock us out for five days. Um, and they're going to they were willing to pay them like five times as much money as they're willing to pay our workers right now. And it's so it's really it's kind of disheartening, but also um, more of a uh, a fuel to, you know, make our workers mad and get them to really um, step up and say, OK, this is enough. This We need to be treated better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is the plan? I mean, yeah, 15 to 20,000 workers is yeah. a ton. I hadn't heard <laughs> the number yet. Um, yeah. And what is the what's the duration that's proposed i mean until so, they mm-hmm. so right now wsna and ufcw have both authorized our strikes for open-ended strikes so we will be walking out until providence can come back mm-hmm. um so that that is really something to just put the fear in providence you know so they they don't have a us saying oh we're just going to go out for one day Cause they could then, you know, say, okay, we can take that hit and then mm-hmm. come back and then we're done. Cause once you go out on strike and come back, you're, you can no longer go back out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that you're done. <laughs> so having the power of an open-ended strike really, um, 
really gives us the momentum and the ability to get Providence back to the table so that we can work something out that benefits our employees. Yeah. And this is just some like fundamental stuff for mm-hmm. folks who, who might not know, but um, obviously none of the workers on strike will be paid during the time they are on strike. Actually. <laughs> oh. Um, so WSNA does not have a um, strike and defense fund, but UFCW 21 does have a strike and defense fund. Um, which we are um, going to be, we will be using to help supplement. It's obviously not 100% of their wage, but it is something that does um, definitely help our workers um, so that um, if we do go out on strike, they're not going completely unpaid. We do have some sort of compensation for them. Um, and then after a certain amount of days, our international union kicks in and gives even more money on top of that. So mm. Nice. Because yeah. a strike can't overlap with, like a sick out or anything like that mm-hmm. can in terms of like the nurses who don't have that fund mm-hmm. using paid time. Oh yeah. No, they'll, they'll yeah. just revoke all they'll that. They'll just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll pull it off. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? I guess going back to community support. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the, the, the mining strike that was going on for like the last two years mm-hmm. in North Idaho got a lot of community support mm-hmm. in terms of, people mm-hmm. coming up with those funds what yeah what will that look like so uh, if think, it does go into the longer term i think that's something that we're starting to look into now and getting more involved with getting all the logistics of um how we're gonna feed everybody out on strike how we're gonna keep them warm make sure that they're you know taken care of and safe out on the line um so we haven't i think we're starting um to get more in depth with those answers so i don't really know too much about that right now but I can tell you, I, I'm, I'm sure that the community will be out there helping us in any way they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If people get sick um, during this month uh, or two of <laughs> uh, sickness, should they go to a different hospital if they can? Um, is that a, yeah, is so that that a <laughs> part of communication? I, I mean, or I, can, not? I can tell you, I mean, if, if we do go out on strike, the nurses and the service workers, there's not going to be a hospital that's to run. I mean, it, there's not going to be any workers to run the hospital. Um, so it, it's going to be, you're going to want to go to Deaconess or <laughs> Valley or somewhere else. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good to know. I didn't really think about um, that part of the contingency mm-hmm. plan until just then uh, <laughs> when I asked. So, um, I don't know what else should people know about about what's going on and um i guess what have you have you personally encountered any uh opposition other than from management um Um, yeah there's there's always you know a few people here and there that are against it um for whatever reasons they just don't like unions (laughs) um we always have those people but for the most part um, it's all been either they they're very very energetic and ready to go. They're just they're like screw this place, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's go out on strike. Or they're um, a lot of them are a little more reserved because we are a lot lower paid um, workers. A lot um, a lot of us are less educated. We have a lot of um, Latino and uh, Russians um, that are in food nutrition and EVS and those lower paid. Um, so a lot of Providence's tactics have been targeted at them. So they are a lot more um, of a um, like vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. They're a lot more tentative to uh, reserved um, to not go out on strike. But I think having those conversations and um, 
really um, letting them know that they're they are protected has um, helped get them to the point where they're like where they're ready to go out as well so mm-hmm. yeah and so I'm imagining Thanksgiving this week <laughs> yeah um, I have folks in my family and I'm sure we all do who as you said just quote don't like unions mm-hmm. um what do you I don't know what 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 do you think is the best way to approach that conversation so, when we are up against like 40 years of brainwashing? Yeah. I mean, I, I just go back to, you know, what, what we're doing right now. I mean, I had one person I actually talked to, I think a week ago now. Um, and they were, you know, they had talked about, you know, wanting to opt out of the union just to, you know, not be a member anymore. Um, and so I gave her a call and I was like, Hey, so I mean, what, what you're, I heard you're wanting to opt out of the union. You don't want to be a part of us anymore. Um, and she was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't, I just don't know what a union does for me. I don't know why I would even want to pay money into this. And, you know, I went through, I was like, you know, right now in this campaign, we're fighting to make sure that you get a a raise that you deserve. Um, If there wasn't a union, you probably wouldn't be getting a raise at all. Um, We're fighting to keep your um, sick leave. Uh, If you weren't union, you would not have a sick leave right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We're the ones that, you know, helped pass these progressive laws in the state that you know ensure everybody gets some sick paid sick time off and ensures that people are um, getting their meal and rest periods when um, management and including providence would prefer that you didn't so um, just going back to all the things that unions have done in the past and even today um, definitely and then by the time that conversation was over she's like you know, I never thought about it that way. That's, uh, that's, that's amazing. I, I would like to stay a part of the union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, just going back to all the things that we have done um, really is th- all we need to say. Yeah. Well, and for individuals too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's so many things that could happen from, you know, getting short shifted by a manager mm-hmm. who just doesn't like you mm-hmm. to sexual harassment claims to mm-hmm. everything where if you're one person, um, it's a lot easier to fire one person when they're not protected by this whole structure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. So outside of what, I guess, speaking of that um, and your role as, cause you're shop steward. Mm -hmm. um, What, what is that like day to day? I guess for people who maybe are part of a union, but, but not involved, they kind of pay their dues and don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I really um, enjoyed stepping into the role of the shop steward because I, I really do at the end of the day I just want to make sure that my workers my um, fellow co-workers are taken care of and that they're not mistreated in any way mm-hmm. um, so I, I I stepped into that role as a shop steward and made sure that it was known by everybody in my department um, that I am a person that you can go to if you're feeling mistreated or if you have some sort of problem um, you can come to me and I will do everything that I can to make sure that you're taken care of um and you know sometimes it doesn't go as well as planned but at least we're there to you know um be a voice for you to um stand up and make sure that you are you are being taken care of um and so yeah that's what i've i've been enjoying doing for the past couple of years yeah definitely i think i think people are i have some friends who are in um mm-hmm. jobs with this union and they're they're a little tentative to <laughs> to get more involved cuz it mm-hmm. feels like it might be you know, burdensome or something, mm-hmm. but it sounds like, at least in your case, it's really a rewarding. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Thing. And it's, yeah. it's definitely not for everybody, but <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. enough. But if you're, if you've got a little organizer mm-hmm. in you mm-hmm. and want to do that. Um, yeah. The, um, 
Well, I guess before we continue, I'll remind you that you're listening to Praxis here on KYRS, um, talking to Austin from UFCW 21 about the strike authorization at Providence alongside the Washington State Nurses Association, uh, SEIU, and O. OPEIU. OPIU. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I'll get all the acronyms down by the end of the show. Um, and if you missed any part of the beginning of this interview and you'd like to hear it, you can find the podcast later tonight. You can search Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, on any of your podcasting platforms. You can also email me with questions, follow up, and all of that at Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, at K-Y-R-S dot org. Um, so I guess in the last like 10 minutes or so that we have... Um, I'm really interested. This is a show primarily focused on on activism and activists. Do you did you before and do you now consider yourself an activist? Is oh, that like part of your so, identity, do you think? <laughs> I mean, now 100% yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um definitely activist for workers' rights and, you know, human rights even. Um I definitely feel that, you know, everybody has has the right to have a voice and has the right to be treated as as a human being. Um, and they shouldn't be treated as a number, a, an amount of dollars. Um, and I think before I, I, I probably thought I was, but looking back now, um, nothing compared to now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I really g- getting into the union has um, opened my eyes to a lot of different um, things that I hadn't even thought of before, like um, even at like grocery stores um, the self-checkout I never thought twice about going to a self-checkout until I became a union member and I realized wow that that self-checkout is taking a job away from a person that's trying to provide for their family so now I won't even touch a (laughs) self-checkout but yeah just little things like that have uh, I've definitely changed my perspective about a lot of things yeah and um, I guess in terms of thinking about activism as and organizing as kind of a generational project like a long-term project and um you know i and i think when i think of unions i think of kind of like the golden age of Mm -hmm. like early industrial (laughs) you know really militant labor unions and and that legacy continuing um is there anyone in in your shop or in your life who kind of either like reeled you into this whole project or who you just like admire yeah um so i think that my first um really interaction with getting involved with union was um the shop steward that came before me in food nutrition um maureen she she really uh she eventually uh left the department to go into a union position um which is really cool for her but before she left she really uh mentored me and taught me what it was to be a shop steward um so i'm really thankful for her for that and now um i'm working uh, as a lost timer with the union. So I got to, um, leave my position at the hospital for a short time to work at the union office. Um, and I've been working with my union rep there and she's really helped me, um, you know, grow as a shop steward and grow it as a rep with the union. So they've, they've both been, um, probably my biggest role models for, for all of this. Yeah. And what, um, I don't know, I guess how also then when we're in kind of a wild time, <laughs> I'll say, uh, politically and otherwise, uh, even just locally in the city, there's there's so much going on around mm-hmm. inequality and mm-hmm. 
human rights, as you said. Um, I guess what um, what lessons from this struggle do you see like applying to to these broader things going on? Um, I think that the biggest one is, I mean, that, you know, education. I mean, if you if you take the time to really dig in and read into what's actually going on with whatever subject you're looking at, um, whether it be some legislation or some uh, campaign, um, you can really see exactly why people are um, doing the things that they're doing and, and what it really means to um, stand up and fight for something that you feel is right. Um, so I think, you know, learning, learning um, both ends of the subject, of course, as well, um, and deciding for yourself. Yeah, right on. Well, um, I did find, I forgot that I found it, but um, since the since the nurses aren't here, um, mm-hmm. I was going to share their open letter, if that's yes. cool. And then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what people might have missed at the beginning. Okay, so this is an open letter signed by more than a thousand at the time of publication, but I think quite a few more at this point. Yep, um, they've definitely gotten more. <laughs> yeah, so it. this is the open letter to the Spokane community, that's all of you listening, uh, from your Sacred Heart nurses. They say, we are the nurses of Sacred Heart. We are there on the front lines taking care of the people you love. We are there to keep families safe and healthy. We are there to console patients and families, to greet a newborn into the world, to hold the hand of a dying soul. We love what we do. Our contract negotiations with Providence Sacred Heart have drawn out for a full year. We have been at the table working to protect our patients and our community from Providence's corporate greed, but Providence has ignored our concerns over fair treatment and safe staffing. That's why we have voted to strike, a rare step we do not take lightly. After a year at the bargaining table, it's time to say no more. Providence is pursuing a multi-state corporate strategy to eliminate millions of dollars worth of earned sick time and earned paid time off benefits, all to boost their bottom line. Providence calls it modernization, we call it greed. The truth is, nurses are exposed to illnesses and even violence as part of doing our job. We accept those risks because we're devoted to our patients, but we need sick time to take care of ourselves and our families. We're fighting for our earned sick time, security measures to protect nurses and patients, and adequate staffing so that we can give you the best care. These are not luxuries, they are essential to giving you the care you deserve. While we fight to keep what we have earned, Providence has pocketed nearly $1 billion in the first half of 2019 alone. That's $5.3 million in profits each day. With profits like these, Providence can afford to take care of the Sacred Heart nurses who take care of you. They can afford to avert a strike. We hope we don't have to take this fight to the picket line, but we will if we have to in order to protect our families, our patients, and our community. Spokane is our home. Sacred Heart is your hospital, and we are fighting for you. So again, that's not me. That's me (laughs) quoting the open letter uh, from the Sacred Heart nurses. Um, Yeah, I just thought I'd share that since they're not here. And I think one big thing to take away from that too um, is that it's, it's our nurses and our staff at Sacred Heart that are taking care of your family members. It's not Providence that is taking care of your family. Um, I think Peg Curry, um, a few weeks ago, uh, posted something in the spokesman review, I think, um, saying that Providence has been taking care of your families and, um, they've been doing all of this stuff for the community, but it's it's not Providence. It is it's the workers that are really taking care of your family. It's the workers that are making that impact on your life, not not corporate Providence. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's true across the board too, mm-hmm. right? Like every industry. Exactly. When, um, yeah, I was just 
I was pulling up that uh that guest opinion. I think <laughs> I found the right one, but I'm not going to read it while we're talking. Um, <laughs> I will post it uh, in the podcast notes along with like links to mm-hmm. the to the campaigns and places people can sign on. I know there's a petition that public can sign mm-hmm. on to. Um, I think on both. Yes, yep, sites. I, believe I think UFCW21.org and WASN. WSNA. WSNA.org. <laughs> yes, I knew I'd flip it at least once. So um, I guess for folks tuning in at the end, toward the end of the show, pre democracy now, um, can you kind of sum up, sum up the fight uh, once more for them? Kind of what's at stake and how they can stay apprised? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. For anybody that hasn't heard, we've been in bargaining for uh, over a year now. Um, we have all authorized strikes across the state um, to fight back against Providence's corporate agenda, um, which is really just a huge money grab for them. They're trying to um, cut staffing levels, you know, make sure that they're saving as money uh, as much uh, money as they possibly can. Um, and we're, you know, stepping up now to say no, enough's enough, and we need to um, uh, fight for a fair contract. Yeah, and um, for for those who didn't hear um, before, what um, what is that fair contract that you're fighting for? So they um, can read up about <laughs> it. Yeah, no. So it, um, a lot of it is uh, surrounding this. Uh, you know, a uh, short-term disability plan that uh, the state is actually coming in uh, into effect that all taxpayers, anybody that um, is paying taxes is actually going to be paying into this short-term disability plan. Um, so it's not Providence that's paying into this um, with their generous donations. <laughs> um, they're trying to bank on this this propo- or this or plan coming into effect um, to take away our sick time and make an extra buck off of that. Um so that that's really the big thing, um, as well as us trying to uh, make sure that we have safe staffing levels so that we're um, better able to take care of the patients um, and ourselves as well. Perfect. And then tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the, um, day. Tomorrow's the day for the final. Well, maybe not final, but the next mm-hmm. round of bargaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may see the strike begin as soon as. Um. I am not sure okay. when <laughs> when we have the strike. Um, it's again, it is um, based on how bargaining goes, but it's also based on um, us being able to get everything together between the coalition of unions. So, mm-hmm. um, could be in weeks, could be in you know yeah. a little bit longer than that. But yeah, so people can stay up to date, and then if they see a large picket line i mean it will be impossible to it, miss the, i believe you'll, you you will know we uh <laughs> we so um being in healthcare, you have to give a 10-day notice to the hospital um so when we give that 10-day notice across the state there there will be uh, press coverage there will be everything um it, you'll you'll know that it's coming <laughs> okay sounds good um is there anything else that you want to add for for folks listening something you want people to know um Anything like that? Um, just that, you know, we're we're fighting for everybody, not just the workers, but we really are fighting to make sure that our patients are taken care of as well. So this this we don't do this um, flippantly. Um, we, we do this knowing that it, it, it's going to make an impact if we do go out on strike, but it's mm-hmm. going to be an even worse impact if we don't. So, yeah, it's not because you're 
greedy yes, people no. <laughs> trying to get rich in the worlds of nursing. No, or... I mean, yeah, at this point, we're not even trying to go above and beyond right now. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to keep what we have currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that came up a lot. I was talking with some of the folks uh, out of L.A. during the mm-hmm. last huge teacher strike there and other teacher strikes, um, trying to clarify that this isn't. No one's trying to get rich from teaching. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, but people are trying to get rich from from privatizing mm-hmm. these these public goods. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm really glad you were able to join me. Yeah. I will post all those links, um, and maybe we'll all see you out there on the line, and maybe Heck yeah. um, you all will get what you're fighting for. So um, again, if you're just joining us at the end, I've been talking with Austin uh, here from UFCW 21. Uh, You can find those links to the strike authorization information, kind of like past news stories, other related coverage at kyrs.org slash show slash praxis. You can also find the podcast of this show if you missed it uh, there later tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. The Joe Hill best song. We almost missed a damn thing. Chorus is, there is power, there is power in a band of working folks. When we stand hand in hand. That's a power, that's a power that must rule in every land. One industrial union grand. I'll get you the chorus. There is power, there is power in a band of working folks. When we stand hand in hand. Come on, do your share land and there is power, there is